If you are a Christian, God has equipped you to fulfill the purpose for which God has called you. Dr. Tony Evans says God has thought of everything when it comes to your spiritual gifts. Once you become converted, the gifting that you may have used for help has now been confiscated into the kingdom of God. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Your gifts and talents ultimately came from God, but is God getting any of their benefit? Dr. Evans takes a look at that question today. Let's join him. Today we want to look at your giftedness and your calling. If you are a Christian, God has equipped you with the skills necessary to fulfill the purpose for which God has called you. Or to put it even another way, God never calls that which he does not equally equip for. He doesn't call you to do something you can't do. So if you can't do it, it's either because you're not in your calling or you don't know your gift. But God always equips for calling. He prepares you for the purpose that he wants to use you. Ephesians 4 is our central passage. Your giftedness and your calling. First of all, the nature of spiritual gifts. Verse 7, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. One of the great studies in the Bible is the study of spiritual gifts. A spiritual gift is a spiritual endowment for service. It is a divinely bestowed ability given to every believer in order to strengthen the church that it might optimally service the kingdom. That is, a spiritual gift is given by God uniquely to every believer to give them the ability to pull off the service for God's kingdom through the church that he wants them to pull off. Please let me differentiate something before we go any further. The difference between a gift and a talent. A talent is a human ability all people are born with, whether they're saint or sinner, all people have varying abilities or talents to benefit mankind in general. In other words, you don't have to be a Christian to be talented. There's some talented non-Christian singers. There's some atheists who are talented in science or mathematics or in building or in philanthropy. So you don't have to be Christian to be, uh, to be talented. You just have to be human to be talented. A gift is different than that. A gift is an ability given by God to believers as opposed to mankind in general. It's called a spiritual gift because guess what? It's given by the Holy Spirit and it is used by the Holy Spirit to accomplish God's spiritual purposes. Therefore, if you're not in tune with the Holy Spirit, then it may be unclear what the Spirit has given you, or if you're not using it spiritually, then there won't be any power in its use. He 
says in verse 7 to each one. So how many folk have gifts? Everybody. Each one. If it's given to each one, then that means yours is unique for your purposes. Yours is for you. It's not for me. Now, I may have the same gift as you have, but it's not supposed to be doing the same thing as you do because we all have different callings. So it's more than a human ability. It's a spiritually endowed one. On the cross, Jesus Christ conquered Satan. One by one, God has been bringing men and women into his kingdom. Once you become converted, the gifting that you may have used for hell, including if you only used it for yourself, same thing, is now been confiscated into the kingdom of God. Your gift is to service the kingdom, which means that when you discover your gift and when you merge it with your calling, it is to show up in the marketplace of the kingdom. This leads him further now. Verse 11. He gave some apostles, prophets, some evangelists, and some as pastor teachers. This is the leadership in the church. For the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. Gifts are to empower the church. And the church's job is to infiltrate the kingdom on behalf of Christ. It is to equip the saints to work. Now, evidently, some have not discovered yet that there is a job to do here. The work of service. Many Christians have the idea, I come to church, sing to me, preach to me, counsel me, encourage me, give me money from the deacon's fund. Me, 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 me. Do it for me. They want all the benefit. They don't do none of the work. That's a leech. That is a person who does not understand. God did not save you to sit, soak, and sour. He saved you for the work of service. Some of us have the idea, God did not call me to the ministry. If you saved, you've been called to the ministry. No, you've not been called in the traditional use of the word ministry, meaning professional church ministry. But some of you were called to be doctors. We're called to be lawyers. We're called to be business people. We're called to be teachers. You were called. That is the burning passion God has given you, and then he equipped you to do it. But it is still a job. It hasn't yet transferred to a ministry. How do you know it? Because you're not using it to build up anybody in the church, and you're not turn, you haven't sought to turn it into a ministry out in the marketplace. And so he says, it is for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to aim to a man the measure of the statue which belongs to the fullness of Christ. He says that the reason your work of service is needed is God is trying to get his whole family somewhere, not just you. It's not just about you. You're not an only child. And that's why we often say, if you are a cul-de-sac Christian and not a conduit Christian, then you are blocking your own blessing. Because if God can't work through you, he won't work to you. 
If you want to be blessed, but don't ever want to be a blessing, then what you've done is cut short your blessing. Because you want to be a blessee and not a blessor. You're only concerned about what God is going to do for you. Well, why should he show you your purpose so you can find your purpose and be more selfish with it? Why should he show you your gift if he knows that gift will never come back to his kingdom? It will never bless his church. It'll only be used for you. First Corinthians chapter 12 has a whole chapter on the gifts. And it says every member of the body is critical. And then he uses the human body because that's his illustration. He says, if the eye were the ear, where would the seeing be? If the ear were the eye, where would the hearing be? God has placed each member in the body as he so willed for the common good. In fact, he goes on to say, some of the most important parts are hidden. So everybody's not going to be up front. Everybody's not going to have a public, well-known name. But everybody is critical, and your gift will match your calling. So watch this. You will be content. That's why it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, when you find God showing you your gift, don't think too highly of yourself more than you ought to think. Don't think you missed the big stuff now. Because you found out God and blessed you. You can do some things other folk can't do. Remember, it's a grace gift. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Don't get the big head. You are here for the common good. You are here to benefit the group. And you're just one cog in the wheel. And there's another thing you have to know, and I, and I truly believe this. In God's kingdom, Nobody, underlining nobody, is indispensable. If the Lord got you, he can get somebody as good as or better than you to replace you. See, I have no illusions about that. I have no illusions whatsoever. If something happens to me, I know God has somebody else ready to step in. In fact, they lined up already. Ready to step in, who will do a better job. Me, I am not crazy. Like Nebuchadnezzar. Look at this Babylon that I have built. Okay, fool. Let's see what it looks like from an insane asylum. And God let him go nuts for seven years. He got well after seven years, came back and said, look at this great Babylon that God has built. He says in Romans 12, 3, to think soberly. In other words, think correctly. Don't undervalue yourself. Don't overvalue yourself. Moses went to two extremes. One time Moses said, when he was starting out, he said, uh, he went and saw the, the Egyptian fighting with the Hebrew servant. And he said he was going to deliver the whole nation himself. That's called overvaluing yourself. Okay. And he wound up running for his life and spending 40 years in the wilderness because he thought he could deliver him. Now, I don't know what he was thinking. Well, he was going to kill the Egyptians one by one. I don't know what he was thinking. But then after 40 years in the wilderness, he was humble. He got too humble. God said, come on, let Israel go. I can't do that. Come on, not you, Mo. You the man. 
Remember? You're going to kill them one by one, Moses. You the man. No, I can't. I can't pack. I can't even lead them. I can't even talk. You can't get me to open my mouth. The Bible says God got mad at him. One minute he overvalued himself. I'm going to do it by myself. Next minute he undervalued himself. I can't do a thing. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. Well, let me tell you, first of all, if you overvalue yourself, a wilderness awaits you. If you undervalue yourself, then God is going to have to shake you up. He says, think soberly. That is, put a right value on you. You are significant. You are valuable. You're just not God, nor are you indispensable. He says, you ought to do this with the result that you're no longer children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. This is very important because what he's saying is the reason why you do this in the context of the local church is so that you have the right biblical, theological, and spiritual foundation so when you take this out into the marketplace, you're not tricked up by sinful people who have sinful or wrong theology who are going to trip you up when you try to turn your career into a ministry. Dr. Evans will have more for us about how we work together as the body of Christ when he continues our message in just a moment. Stay with us. We pray you're encouraged every time you connect with The Urban Alternative, whether it's online or on the air. And right now, we're asking for your very best year-end gift to help keep that encouragement coming your way. Your financial support will help cover the rising cost of broadcasting production to ensure nothing needs to be cut back and that more people like you can continue to be encouraged by God's Word in the year ahead. Please visit TonyEvans.org to give today. You know, Tony has said that the more people who meet Jesus, the more lives will be transformed. It's a simple equation, and it's the driving force behind this ministry. Please, especially if we've never heard from you before, visit TonyEvans.org or call us at 1-800-800-3222 and make a contribution to help keep Tony's ministry moving forward. When you do, we'll say thanks by sending you the best of Tony Evans 2023. It's a giant set of 20 of his most popular messages from this year, digging into subjects like overcoming addiction, worry, and anxiety, healing relationships, experiencing God's peace and rest, and much more. And if you reach out this month with a donation toward the ministry, we'll send you one of Tony's newest books called Transformed by the Trinity, a giftable devotional book with a soft leather-like cover. In it, Dr. Evans explores the key understandings we can draw from the names the Bible uses to describe the attributes and characteristics of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The Best of Tony Evans 2023 and Transformed by the Trinity make a perfect Christmas gift for someone you care about. And right now, we'd like to make them a gift for you. Just make a contribution online at TonyEvans.org today. Or call our Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222. I'll repeat that information for you after Dr. Evans brings us part two of today's lesson. Let's join him once again. So we are a body to work together to become one man that is all pulling to the same degree, verse 15, speaking the truth in love. In other words, we minister caring for people. We don't just minister facts, truth. We minister facts in a context of relationship truthing in love. 
Then look at verse 16. The results of your use of spiritual gifts. From whom the whole body, the church, being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies. How many joints are making a supply? Every joint supplying. Most churches, 10% of the people do 90% of the work, which means most of the work doesn't get done and the 10 quit. Because they burnt out. If you're not serving, you will never find your gift. Because God only hits a moving target. You can't sit soaking sour and say, when you show me, I'll then serve. God said, not when you serve, then I will show you. Folks been sitting around for 25 years waiting on God to bang. Oh, that's my gift. It is while you move and you will discover you will like it. You will have the ability to do it. Some people have found out they had abilities that they didn't know. Why? Because they were never stirred. So they've been just sitting resting as they sat and rest, rested. The other problem with gifts is that they apply it too narrowly. People apply it to only the stuff, the traditional church stuff. And that's why our view of ministry here is so broad. That's why it includes uh, tutoring and fathering and mothering and, and uh, education and uh, uh, all, all manner of things because the kingdom is broad. The kingdom involves everything that's used to have dominion over the earth. That which every joint supplies, and here we come to a conclusion, according to the proper working of each individual part. I want to emphasize the word proper, not sloppy working, not leftover working, not shucking and jiving working. If you are an employer, you want your employees to work properly, effectively, enthusiastically, energetically, timely, excellently. I know a lot of pastors who live on Saturday night specials. They prepare their sermons on Saturday night. And to cover themselves, they say, well, the Holy Spirit gave me a word. They had to wait for the Holy Spirit to give a word because they weren't in the word. You want excellence about your calling and your giftedness. You want to be the best in your field that you can be. The proper working of each individual part, that's you, individual, that's you, causes the growth of the body, the whole, because you are excellent, because God is worthy, and you know it's a grace gift that he didn't have to give you. And he didn't even give you the privilege to make money using it if your gift is also used in your career. And you say, wow, look at this gift. It causes the growth of the body. And look at this phrase, for the building up of itself in love. Now, he, remember, he's using a body illustration. And he says, when a body's working right, it builds itself up. Many of you do not know this, but many of you have already had cancer. You don't know this, but you've already had cancer. But here's what happens. You know what cancer is? Cancer is basically renegade cells. Cancer are cells that decide they don't want to go along with the program anymore. So this cell decides, let me split off and do my own thing, which would be fine if it would leave your body to do it. But no, it wants to do its own thing in your body. Not only that, but these renegade cells want company. So they reproduce after their own kind, and now you got a lump. 
A renegade cell that doesn't want to be by itself, so it now reduplicates and they hang tight. And they grow, now you got a lump. Well, that would be okay if they would stay still. But no, do you think they want to stay still? No, they want to investigate the rest of the body. So now they metastasize. And now they spread out because they want to take a tour of the rest of you. Now let me tell you the goal of cancer. It only has one goal, to shut you down. That's it. However, because our immune system was strong enough and vibrant enough and alive enough, the immune system said, hey, white blood cells, we got a fool. We got a fool over there who's trying to do his own thing. Get it. White blood cells go over there, race over there to that independent cell and destroy it before you ever knew you had a problem. Why? Because a healthy body heals itself. When believers are using their gifts under the power of the Spirit of God, you ain't seen power then. That's power. Because now stuff gets solved by itself. It doesn't even get up to the pastor's office because believers have hunted that thing down before it ever got that far. And they've addressed that thing. You are gifted. You have been supremely gifted for the purpose of God and for his calling. And if you are willing to serve your calling and build up the body with the gift, God will show it to you. Dr. Tony Evans, encouraging you to take what God has given you and put it to work. He'll come back with a closing thought in just a moment. First, though, I encourage you to take advantage of our special year-end package, The Best of Tony Evans 2023, which includes 20 of Tony's most popular messages, plus his powerful new devotional, Transformed by the Trinity. This package is yours with our thanks when you support Tony's work here on the radio and on television, as well as with pastors, their families, and churches around the world. Get Tony's best so you can be your best. His new book and 20 messages to end 2023. Make the arrangements today by visiting TonyEvans.org, where you can also find great life-changing gifts for the people you care about. That's TonyEvans.org. Or call our 24-hour resource center at 1-800-800-3222. That's 1-800-800-3222. When we became Christians, Jesus saved us from hell. But God still considers the eternal significance of the things we do. Be sure to join Dr. Evans as he explores that tomorrow. Right now, though, he's back to wrap up today's message with this important invitation. When you're going through tough times, a job loss, a breakup, or maybe financial stress, having someone who loves you unconditionally is a game changer. And no one can do that better than Jesus Christ. He proved it long ago when he made the ultimate sacrifice for each of us. And he proves it again and again each day in the lives of those who've already acknowledged his incomparable love. When you embrace Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you not only receive an eternal home with him, but you also unlock extra courage and hope for today, helping you face life's challenges with confidence. Invite him into your life right now by saying this simple prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I recognize Jesus Christ as your Son, who died on the cross for my sins and rose again. I invite you into my life to be my Savior and Lord. 
Wash away my sins. Lead me in your ways. Thank you for your unconditional love and your gift of salvation. I trust in you and place my faith in your promise of eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with Tony right now, or if you just feel the need to find out more about what a relationship with Christ means, visit TonyEvans.org and click the link at the top of the page that simply says Jesus. If you feel a tugging at your heart, don't ignore it. Take the time to check out the information Dr. Evans has waiting for you at TonyEvans.org. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you.